Witchcraft and wizardry. It is two filthy nerds. Because we're filthy and we're nerds. And, and there's, there's two, two of us. us. Oh my god, this is it. Season finale. It's happening. We've done everything. Siphony. We are wrapping it up with a how are you feeling? What do you think? What the fuck just happened? Sort of, uh, sort of scene. So thank you for being here. By the way, people are live in the chat giving us their top five characters from the series right now because we're going to go over ours. You can be in our live chats when we record these episodes. So you are talking to us live. Patreon.com slash Two Filthy Nerds to get involved in that. Uh, and we certainly would love to have you. I mean, it's wow, the fucking Wow, what a end. fucking journey. Guys, almost a year later. Yeah, a whole year. By the way immensely longer reading these books for a series than it would have taken me to like as a child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have finished this in like two weeks. Yeah. Max. No question about it. I would have binged this in two weeks. Yeah. It would have been, I would have done book, movie, book, movie, book, movie, book, movie, book, movie done. I think I would have been done in 10 days and and physically ill probably from not sleeping with the nothing going on. Had, had I just done it as something during this whole quarantine, I, probably would have gone through it in like three days. I mean, we have nothing else to There's do. There's so little to do. You don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Especially for the greater chunk of this whole, I don't know, the whole reason we got into this because we yeah. were locked into quarantine. Okay. You had never read. No. Never seen never any seen, of these. Never read. Never. I, I never. There was no level of interest. It was just you didn't like Harry Potter, Schmary Potter. Were, did you have no feelings or did you like roll your eyes at people who were like Harry Potter? No, I was like, I just don't get it. It wasn't like, a, oh, you weirdos. Like, I always like, like to joke that you were like a fucking nerd for liking it as much as you did. Um, I didn't even realize you liked it as much as you did until yeah. we got started. Because, you know, people judge. They want to throw stones at you. They throw the resurrection well, stones they, while they, they live in their glass Hogwarts. That's really funny. That's stupid. It was really stupid. stupid. What are you now feeling on the other side? Are you like... I get it. I get it. <laughs> totally. I totally get it. I get... You know, I have uh, I have the... um, uh, My sorting hat. I have it... Um, it's in the hallway. It's, it's a in piece the hallway. of art. It's a piece of art in the hallway. I love it. Um, I... You know, I have my my book set that I got from Luis Bonilla. Thanks again, Luis. Thank you, Luis, um, one of our patrons. Again, if you guys want to join our patrons, um, go to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. We don't make you send us stuff, but a couple of people have sent us stuff yeah. and we fucking we love it. Love it. Uh, so there's that. And then, um, you know, it, it's I see your Ravenclaw blanket and I'm like, yeah, I want one of those. And like, uh, you know, I'm like. I want, you know, I want all kinds of, oh, there's the hat. Yeah, you guys can't see, our but our producer, producer Sam right now, he's putting hat. on our other sorting hat. We each have one. He, from by Eric the way. Hankey, by the way. Eric Hankey, thank you for our Another hats. one of our patrons. And he drew, if you listened to last episode, we announced, um, we announced who won our grand prize to go to Universal Studios with us. And I, I apologize. 
he was given the hat. Who uh, he passed it on to our friend ha- Hagrid, who drew the names yeah, yeah, Hagrid, of our patrons, Hagrid just like the names. Goblet of Fire, just mm-hmm. pulled the names from the hat. Um, it's been f- a fucking good time. It, I mean, it is one of those things where I now understand why people make Harry Potter, Harry Potter, like a huge part of their life. Yeah, well, but- it's also you have the perspective of only having read it as an adult. Yeah. I think if I would have read this as a kid, it would have fucked me up. Fucked you up? What do you mean? No, I would have been, like, fucking obsessed with it. Like, I would have been like, oh, my God. I probably, like, I remember when I saw Pretty Woman when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be a fucking prostitute. Like, had I read this (laughs) instead of watching Pretty Woman, I would have been like, yeah, when I grow up, I I wanted to be be a a wizard. wizard. Yeah. I literally would, like, run around my yard alone. It's so funny because my little brother, my mom told me the other day, he like drunkenly called my mom. So, you know, he's drinking and mm-hmm. doing great. Drink drunk dialing my parents, which is always a good mm-hmm. sign. Mm-hmm. But he told her he was just talking about like growing up and how that's like what we bonded the most over is because he loved Harry Potter and I loved Harry Potter. He was way younger than me. He was like four years younger than me. So he was in like third grade when I was in seventh, sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. But we would go uh when our parents first got together, they had this house at the end of a cul-de-sac, but our backyard just went into the woods Uh and it's in alaska so like it would snow and it was a fucking magical winter wonderland Uh and we would go into the woods and like we were pretending that we were wizards like i would just go all in with him just like that's amazing we're in the forbidden forest and like fucking crazy shit i just love that you got along with your brother like that that's so adorable like my brother to an extent would play with me and like hang out with me but well, my older brother, who was closer to my age, not even a chance. Yeah. But my younger brother, who was still objectively a kid, uh-huh. and I was... You're like, this kid's on my wavelength. I, yeah, I was like, he gets Thank it. He still knows how to have fun. I think that there was a... I mean, there still is a large part of me that like wants to cling to childhood because my childhood was so rocky. But mm-hmm. like... Yeah, no, it was a huge part of the joy in my life. I even remember like my one of my middle school bully or whatever i was reading it on on the bus and he's like oh what are you reading harry potter what are you a dork and i was like no it's good what do you, you don't like joy like, get fucked you loser like sorry you don't know how to read you fucking idiot <laughs> it's so good what was his name dylan cordis we became friends oh, fuck you dylan but fuck uh, you, dylan. he knows what he did um <laughs> it's it is definitely a book that i feel like every kid in school could love yeah when it was interesting coincidentally for me i was around the age i was like 11 years old when yeah, this you were was reading coming out time, i was yeah. harry's age yeah so that i think added another layer of and there's also that little part of you as a kid you read stuff like this and you go like what but what if it's real but like what yeah, if some people are wizards i don't know man it it is unbelievable the world she created that is so in-depth that it would make a kid be like i mean this has got to be real yeah no that that was it's so real it's so well described that i literally had this thought and by the way there's still i have not fully relinquished this theory that like it is real Mm -hmm. and she's changed some names and some things and there's this whole hidden wizarding world that we don't know about just because it's so in depth and it's like fuck you no one's imagination is that good no fuck off it's but not only is her imagination that good 
But she's brilliant because every little thing that she laid out had a purpose. There wasn't one detail that was included that was just like unused, I guess. Like yeah. everything meant something. Everything tied together. There was meaning in every little thing. What if this is just occurring to me? J.K. Rowling is Voldemort. And Voldemort didn't really die because of all the horcruxes. But now she's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to fucking expose you. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to expose the whole world. And they're going to know about wizards. So take that. That's entirely possible. For I mean, sure. People do I think mean, that she's she an is... evil sorceress. So whatever, however you feel about what she said. I don't care. That's not the point. I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but that's not the point of this. The point of this is to say, my fucking God, thank you, J.K. Rowling, for giving us one of the greatest gifts ever that humanity will ever have. Yeah. It's, and that's, and that is an interesting thing. I don't want to dive too much into that because I just, like, we talked about it so much throughout the whole series about, like, what she said and, like, how to view her as a person, but I think it speaks to the sort of complicated balance of a human that, like, when people go like, you have to separate the art from the artist. It's like, yeah, no. Do I think we should be giving money to people who like molested kids? Absolutely not. But like, well, yeah, we did because that someone Jackson. could say things that like are off balance or not appropriate or maybe are, are hurtful toward other people, but also have given a gift to so many people. Yeah. Something like this. When people go like, I'm boycotting her and whatever. I just have the thought of like, I'm not going to let the words of someone like upsetting me that they said later rob like i would never want to like take like not allow my child to experience this because like well she said that a mean thing about trans people and so no one even gets to know that this whole other thing exists like i don't know this is a character defining book this is a book that teaches you morality this is a book that teaches you uh the power of what's right and what's wrong she should read it (laughs) she should read her own fucking words because they really are it, it, it is it is providing a very beautiful message on how you should treat others, how you should carry yourself in the world. Well, and it also teaches you a lot about how, like, things could go. Obviously, like, notwithstanding the magical world, but, like, you look at... I mean, there is really allusion to, like, government and how some governments have treated their people and propaganda and, like, so many things that, like, you can just learn from this book. Yeah. It really, it really is. And, and, you know, each character kind of gives you a different lesson and a different perspective. And the, the job that she did making each character their own person. So unique. Unbelievable. And it's like, Jess and I right now are writing uh, a pilot together and it's, it's, we want to, you know, we're creating a group of friends and it's like, yeah, there's in group of friends, there's a thread that kind of holds you all together, but there's also your individuality, which is so important. And like giving people, even the fact that like you hate Ron, mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to viscerally hate Ron is like a testament to how well he's written. Yeah. Because like you can't, you can't hate a two dimensional character. True. But you like the same thing with Umbridge. I mean, there's no one I hate oh, more than there's Umbridge. No one, no one I hate more than Umbridge. Umbridge. No question about it. Umbridge is the most hated. And for that reason, I probably should have her in my top five list of characters because it really was a phenomenally written character. Yeah, no, she made you hate Umbridge more than I hate Umbridge more than I hate Voldemort. Yeah. Like for for sure, a thousand percent. Because 
Voldemort isn't a wolf in sheep's clothes. He's just a wolf. Yeah, a wolf. and the fucking putting a bow on it and just being like, well, mm, it's for the I, best. But I love floral patterns and cats. I'm so fun. I'm so cute. Anyways, oh, you're a half-blood whale. We do have oh. to put you in a chamber. You know what they also didn't um, say anything about? The eye on her door. We forgot to say this in the other episode. The eye on her door was Mad-Eye Moody's eye, but they didn't say that. I... Well, I guess maybe it's biased to think that that's implied because it's the eye, but like, yeah, they didn't really mention it. And now it's like, it could have just been a crazy eye. Yeah. Um, Anywho. Um, yeah, she's a very hateable character. Yeah. And what it's so important, she really created these full dimensional people that like, you feel like if someone were to ask you, you know, like, what do you think Hagrid's doing right now? You know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah. oh, he's you fucking yeah, yeah, in yeah. the forest, yeah. chasing down some winged Howley snatcher that we've never heard of mm-hmm. that is probably filled with poison and he's just trying to pet it and feed it yeah. some honey. Like, you know, every character, the point where you can be like, oh, that's so Hagrid or that's so Harry or that's so Hermione. Like, uh, you, sh- cooking Sherry Trelawney. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you like, you know who every single person is. How was it for you reading it for the second time as an adult? You know what? It it was just great. It was like, I feel like there's a couple things I obviously have different perspective on because I'm coming to it with like more life experience. Mm-hmm. But really for me, it felt like revisiting old friends. Old friends. Oh, yeah. It was like the, like when you think of your childhood friends growing up mm-hmm. and like the happy memories you have with your, or, or with your family, like with your you know, parents or your siblings or just like a really fun day with your best friend. Mm-hmm. It was like getting to relive the fun day with your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, which you can't do in real life. Yeah. You know, but in a book, it's like you go there, you go back to that same fucking common room. You're having mm-hmm. that same conversation. Everyone's excited. There's a Quidditch match. Like, and she does such a good job of painting this world that you're in it, you know? Yeah, you Every every time they go back to Hogwarts at the beginning of each book, with the exception of seven, where it's fucking chaos. Um, but like, you, I felt like I was going back to school. You're like, back to yes, school. yes, oh, we're going back. Like yeah. you're with them. And granted, being a full grown woman and having that amount of excitement is probably creepy. But like, I mean, not creepy to me. That's how I felt. Well, and it was like you started having that feeling once you're like getting into the books, and it's like getting to have the like oh i know what's coming and like yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. oh like when we met luna and i was like oh, i can't wait for this next chapter like you're gonna it's it was like crazy you're gonna love this person. person every single person who knows me who knew i was reading the books was like oh my god there's this one character you're gonna meet that you are going to be obsessed with and it was so true yeah i i just like loved luna and it's so funny it's so funny having a character from a book be like I can't wait for you to meet this person where it's yeah. like, you, you know, you do it in real life. You're like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for you to meet my other friend. But you I'm know, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't wait for you to meet this friend who's like in my head is like my friend too. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, and I, I think out of all of the characters in the book, Luna Lovegood, Luna Lovegood's character mapped out perfectly with her character in the movie. I thought they did such a great job in the casting. I thought everything they had her do fit. Even if they changed things up a bit of, mm-hmm. of like what happened in the book versus what happened in the movie, it it all made sense to who the who I pictured yes, her yes, being. Yes, totally. And I felt the same way about Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, Bellatrix is a is a, fucking a phenom- a brilliant, a phenom- character. a phenomenally written character. And then their casting for it was just flawless. Yeah, spot on. Also, just the best name. 
Yeah. Bellatrix Lestrange. Like, yeah. what a fucking... That sounds like the name of a mythical character you've heard your yeah. entire life. Like, and it was a brand new character when we in, were introduced to her in these books. But, like, it it's such a strong name. It just conveys an image of this, like, scary, evil woman. I mean, let's talk characters. Let's... So... We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to hear who your top five favorite and I characters are. I can't wait to hear your top five. Oh my God. I'm so excited. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about our favorite. Our favorite characters. Do we want to go one by one? You want to give me your list? What are we doing? Let's do one for one. Ready? One for one. Are we starting from the bottom? Let's start from number five. Number, number five. S- number five. Oh, my. I put six on mine. Shit. I got to fix that. Oh, yeah. Fucking make a choice, bitch. Uh-oh. This is Sophie's choice here. Oh, my God. I can't even. I don't know who you Fuck. chose. Just take off six. You obviously know how you felt. That's fine. Right, cool. Yeah, because I think it's pretty clear to anyone listening and anyone who's read the books, like, it doesn't, the top five doesn't end and you're just going, everyone else can suck my dick. Yeah. Like, by the way, my six was Dobby. Um, I just, just because of how, how hard I reacted to his death. I was like, oh, he, that character is really big for me. I mean, yeah, he's, he's um, an epic character. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Do you want to name your five? Or you want me number to name five. mine? I'm going to do my number five. My number five is Dumbledore. That's amazing. That's great. What's Gertrude. yours? Hagrid. Okay. Okay. What, what did you love about Dumbledore? Um, let's go through our whole lists and, and then, then we'll go talk, back. We'll okay. talk about all of them. All right. Well, I agree with you, uh, feeling so close to Dobby. In fact, he was my number four on my list. Okay. And my number four is Sirius Black, obviously. That makes sense. Number three. Luna Lovegood. No, wait. I fucked up. Oh, no. I. Oh, man. Oh, no. I think Dobby was my number three, but it doesn't matter. He's still on the list. I fucked up my list. Um. Luna Lovegood's my number three. My number three is Neville Longbottom. Oh, fuck. I forgot about how Neville. Yeah, Neville's a good I one. mean, he's great. There's so many great, great characters. Great character arc. Um, okay, number two for me. Yeah. McGonagall. I knew you You said episodes ago she's in your top five, so I was yeah. wondering where she was going to pop up. My number two is Hermione. Hermione was a great character. Yeah. And number one for you. Snape. Of course. You've been saying that ever since the big Snape reveal came. Mm-hmm. And my number one is Luna. She's always been my number one. I feel like I was pretty clear about that when she first started coming mm-hmm. in the books. I just fucking love her. Yeah. She is. She really is an incredible. You if know, if it I, weren't for the character arc that Snape had and the reveal that there was for Snape, the vitriol and the anger and everything that we felt about Snape along the way, it's still there. His character became this ultimate rede- redeeming character. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the arc of Snape. I. I'm blown away by him. He's such a powerful character. I was kind of going for like who I loved the most versus yeah. who had the strong. Well, I also know, I think that's how you feel as well. You yeah. just feel strongly towards Snape. I love his story. I love that. Like you can't hate him in the end. Like you have to love what he did, even though he was this extremely flawed character. Is it possible, by the way, I just realized this. Is it possible for me to separate Tom Riddle from Voldemort? Can I do that? 
he did it. Because <laughs> I think uh, I think Tom Riddle, Tom Riddle's character was an interesting one as well. I don't think it's fair to separate them. I think that he wanted to separate himself from Tom Riddle, and I don't think we should allow him to do I that. Mean, Voldemort but is so one dimensional to me. It's just I want to kill Harry. I want to kill Harry. I want to kill Harry. I but don't want to die. Riddle, immortality. Tom, yeah, immortality. But Tom Riddle was like this tortured character. Um, with an amazing story and layers. Was he tortured or was he just a sociopath the whole time? Like, he's like know. American psycho to me. That I'm like, I don't really feel like there's depth there. It still seems very one layer just because the layer is really evil. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And I know that you love um, McGonagall. Love McGonagall. You, I mean, how can you not love McGonagall? You know what she's I mean? She's a sturdy character. She is. And she's Very like sturdy. definitely up there in my list. Yeah. Like she's in the top probably 10. Like yeah. she's, she sticks to her morals. Mm-hmm. You can tell that like she has a good heart. She's one of those people who's like firm but loving mm-hmm. is kind of like she gives me, <laughs> I mean, this is probably really dismissive to all of her, uh, intelligence and gifts as a wizard but she gives me mary poppins vibes yeah was like she's gonna fucking come down on you if you fuck up but like she's there for you and she'll like she's gonna let loose a little too probably that is why i liked her character she was you knew how she was gonna react to things yeah you you knew where you stood with her she was she was just solid reliable you know the kind of character that shows up on time yeah and i thought they did a great casting with her as well great cat which is funny because Right. I think going into the movies, when mm-hmm. I had read the books before the movies ever came out, I didn't picture her as old as they had cast her. But I, I liked I liked it as a choice, and it changed how I saw her when I read the books. Like, I pictured her as... I pictured her, like, you know, somewhere between our age and, like, maybe mid-40s. Like, I didn't think of her as, like, wrinkly. If I, I pictured her as the same age as Dumbledore. That's I pictured cool. Dumbledore older, but I pictured them as like older looking. The, they were the senior teachers at the school. Um, I guess that makes sense. Somebody in this chat said she was there as a teacher when Snape and yeah, Lily were sorting the hats. So yeah. she is clearly older, but yeah. I don't know if I knew that in the first book, you know? Yeah. And it was just one of those things where she also seemed so like, I guess, and maybe this is a reflection of just what Hollywood fucking does to people who look even remotely aged, but like she didn't seem fragile enough to seem like she would look old. Mm -hmm. Like she seemed so strong to me Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, you can also be strong and also have some wrinkles. Like those things can coexist. She was, she, every person with a wrinkle isn't like, I can barely go out, you know, but like, what was me? My bones. Um, yeah, she was, uh, she was a very strong, strong character. Yeah. I loved her. Um, who else? We had uh, Luna. Well, I had what you know what I loved about Luna from like the very beginning mm-hmm. is that I related to her in a way that I loved how comfortable she was with how authentically weird she is. Like she doesn't strike me as someone who's like trying to be weird for like shock value mm-hmm. or to just be like let's lean into being like a weirdo. She's not one of those people who's like I'm marching to the beat of my own. Like, she wouldn't describe herself as quirky. No. But she's objectively quirky. Yeah. And, like, I think I liked, as someone who's just always been a little bit weird or a little, like, I think eccentric. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated how comfortable she was in who she was. And I, th- I found that to be personally inspiring. 
to just be like, oh, yeah, no, you don't have to, like, try to she fit in with other people. I wish I would have had in my life before when I was a kid. Yeah. It was nice having that, like, oh, yeah, Luna doesn't try to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And she is still happy and she yeah. still has her friends. And, like, not to oversell it, but I think maybe that helped me stop trying to fit in. Yeah with other other people and just go like oh i'll just be what makes me happy yeah. and the right people will still be around even though maybe we don't wear the same hats or whatever um uh one of our patrons clint says uh she was always kind to everyone yeah that is something i liked about her yeah she, she was really just a sweet like a sweet good, soul just a, yeah sweet soul good person yeah she always um, had like something kind to say and even when people were like mean to her in the book she sort of just like she was wise about it. It almost felt like it's like, you know, I know they don't mean it or like, it's okay. You know, like she was just like, if that's what they need to do, I love. I can always find more shoes. Like in the exactly. book where they're like getting, like hiding yes. her stuff. She was, she was a phenomenal, phenomenal character. And as we said, a, a lot for the casting. Yeah. I also just love like how kooky she was. Like wearing the so, giant fucking, uh-huh. her outfits, her like the giant lion hat for the gryffindor games yeah. and like and that's not even her house spacey she was yeah and that you could it was interesting the dichotomy of like that someone could be so spacey but you know like as a ravenclaw and based on like the thing the moments where she comes through it's like fucking don't judge a book by its cover because i think it would be easy to assume someone that spacey is like dumb yeah and it's like no she's just fucking in her own like happy world but she yeah. knows her shit Oh, love, God, love me some Luna. Yeah, I liked her happiness. I I envy, like, the yeah. fact that she's able to, like, maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sirius Black, obviously, we know he's he's a big one for me. I mean, um, he's great. He's hot. He's hot. He's he hot. also, he, the twist, you know, it's a quicker twist, he, but. It's a quicker twist. Great, great twist. Of finding out that he's love actually. A love a good twist. Was on the, you know, on Harry's side the whole time. Was, like, a cool thing. And then the way he, like, leaned into it. Even though we lost him early. I liked that he like, I'm back and I'm going to relish this time with my godson. I'm going to do everything yeah. I can, even if he didn't always make the right choice. Yeah. He was like, down for anything. I'm here for you. I've got your back no matter what. I'm just upset that his name wasn't ultimately cleared. Yeah, that sucks that like, there will always be people who f- assume that he was actually yeah. this prisoner that escaped from Azkaban. But like, and he was the person who th- threw uh, James and Lily under the bus. Yeah. Not everybody knew it was Peter. Fucking um, bitch. Uh, who else did you have on there? I had Neville. Neville. Yeah, Neville. Neville was a phenomenal character. What what growth he had. Oh, uh, that's what I love Neville's arc of being like this clumsy, bumbling, fucking how oh, I can't do anything right. Like even that scene in the movie, I think it's like the second or third movie where something happens and he literally goes, why is it always me? Oh, so cute. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it truly is. He just, he was getting a raw deal all the time. My favorite one. He was just when struggled. He was like, when he was like, uh, what, when, uh, what's his face asked what his biggest fear was. And, and he's he goes, like, Snape. Snape. Well, and it's also like the testament of, you know, how, how much, you know, someone being hard on you or giving you anxiety can affect your ability to do a good job. But like, when he got into the DA and like had this group of friends where he was, yeah, it's like you start to get confident when you have a group of people that you can be yourself with. And like, they cheer you on when something good happens. Like I loved seeing that and how, you know, ultimately he comes through in the end is this fucking, he's a hero. Like Neville is crucial to 
to this story fucking as I wrapping thought he up. would be as I thought he would be. Yeah, you did say that early on, which I won't lie, made me think that you had cheated. I was like, she's read spoilers. Uh, that's literally I was like, how do you? I mean, you had a lot of predictions. That you was one of my predictions. Yeah, that was one. Of I your had a prediction that Snape was going to go to the ba- the bad side and then come back back to the good side at the end, which he kind of did. Yeah, but you also wavered in that prediction constantly. Yeah, you were like, which everyone who reads the book does. They go, oh, maybe he's good. Well, maybe he's bad, and that's how they design it. Is for you, yeah. they, she designed it to go. She would never want to be called a they. Um, <laughs> is for you to go. Oh no, he's good. He's bad. He's good. He's bad. But then you also had a theory that like Dumbledore was still alive. That was yeah, something I, you were pushing for a long time. Yeah. What What were the ones that I had that ended up being unbelievably true? Um, that you were like you had to have cheated. I don't remember now. Yeah. Uh, did you if anybody, know? If anybody did you our... think that Sirius was a good guy? I don't think you did. I think that was a twist. No, I thought I thought Sirius was a good guy. You didn't know Lupin was a werewolf. I did not know Lupin was a werewolf. Even though it was right in front of you. Uh-huh. Um, Ginny. No, that somebody somebody revealed that to you. Yeah. Uh, the I, the relationship. It wasn't. It was. It, they. No, no, they didn't reveal that he ended up with Jenny. They revealed that he didn't end up with Hermione, and I knew he had to end up with somebody. They revealed that Ron and Hermione ended up together. So I was just like, well, who's the other girl? It's got to be Jenny. Oh, I so that was just a, I thought I specifically remembered I, you telling me they ruined both of those relationships. And I was furious. There were a few things that got ruined. Um, yeah, but then like, Dumbledore killing uh, Snape, killing Dumbledore. That was ruined. That was ruined. Um, I didn't know when it was coming. It was still shocking. Yeah, that was ruined. Um, I'm trying to think what your other predictions were. Um, who did you think the half-blood prince was i can't remember now i can't remember either fuck that's this is so funny that like we can't even remember i mean god it it feels like a year ago um oh you thought it was voldemort oh yeah that's true um i'm trying to think any other predictions you made about voldemort maybe but i don't know um, oh, somebody ruined Fleur and Bill getting together for you. That wasn't yeah. like a huge deal. That but. was that was the internet that ruined it for me because I I searched Fleur and it showed me her married name. Who was the most shocking death for you personally? The the one you're the saddest about, but the one that you were like actually blown away that it happened. Dobby was my saddest. Yeah, I'm shocked sure. that it happened. Snape. Yeah. I mean, Fuck. the fact that he was killed by fucking Voldemort. Like. W- really also shows you how little Voldemort gives yeah, a fuck. Because a fuck. if nobody had shown more loyalty, even though, like, we know in the end he wasn't really that yeah, loyal to yeah. Voldemort. But the fact that he killed Dumbledore, mm-hmm. like, on all accounts, on surface level, looking at him and getting the evidence. Voldemort, there, who was more loyal? Bellatrix? That's it. That's it. Like, he and killed. Even, and even. Bellatrix was definitely more loyal, but like Snape did so much more damage. Yeah, Snape was a more crucial piece. Yeah. That you're like gonna kill off someone. I mean, to me, it speaks to the arrogance of Voldemort that he really thought he would kill Harry and everything would just be like donezo. That yeah. he killed Snape. Because it's like you would think you would want Snape mm-hmm. on your side. So yeah, he told him the prediction. Yeah. Yeah, he t- like Snape Snape said told him the prediction. He told him everything. Which almost which got uh, Lily and James killed and almost got Harry killed. Yeah, his and deepest he regret. Told, he, per Dumbledore, he told um, uh, Voldemort when they would be transferring Harry because there was the sneak attack. By the way, that was never established in the book, how they knew. 
That's true. You in the movie? In the movie, they never established how they knew. Did uh, they? Did they? I don't think Our they circled back to maybe Han. that Snape had been the one that released him because they show in the book yeah. they have him say like you'll have to you'll have to tell them it has to be the right day so that he knows that you're I'm giving him good information yeah that he needs to know you're loyal that like Dumbledore was fucking I mean Dumbledore also what's funny a, now thinking about it mastermind well what thinking about it now and it, I guess it was too late because he didn't have the things on him at the time but like Dumbledore going well Harry you're the only one fit to be the master of death because you were ready to die like now I'm like well no Dumbledore you were ready to die at that moment yeah so that's an interesting. He didn't have the Hallows at that point, but like, yeah, Dumbledore. I mean, Snape. Fuck, what a great character. Yeah, what a great character. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we are gonna wrap this bitch up. What's the finale of the finale? All right, we're back. What do I want to talk about? First? We're going to talk about a few different things. Number one, I wanted to go over two more people who are on your list. Oh, the deaths. Uh, well, you had Dobby and Hagrid. Yeah. Why Dobby? Why Hagrid? Okay, Dobby. I love Dobby. Don't get me wrong. It's like, do you even need to say why? But like, Dobby's love for Harry Potter and his desire to be helpful is unmatched. Like, he would have gone to like. He knows Harry Potter is the chosen one. He believes in him and he sacrificed literally his life. But even leading up to that, like he Dobby put himself in so much risk and so many times because he knew that Harry Potter was so important to the survival of the, the magical world. You know, you think of like wizard kind, mm-hmm. but also like as a house elf, he's looking out for all of them yeah. and his ability to, you know, risk his own reputation, safety, livelihood, life to try to protect and help this person who's supposed to help the greater good is the greater good <laughs> is inspiring. Yeah. He's just so lovable. You can't not love him. I mean, yeah. if you, it's, it's heart wrenching. And then as far as Hagrid, it's like the thing I love most about Hagrid is that I think there's something to be said about how he surpasses or smashes the expectation of what masculinity is mm-hmm. which is like so dorky and feels like such a PC thing to be like let's I talk about masculinity dorky and PC. but this man who he's gigantic he can rip trees out of the ground loves animals to the end of the earth and also just he's emotional yeah he has a full range uh, of emotions how deep he loves harry is just so special how deep when he loves anything how yeah. deep he loves it you know what how i mean how deep like, is your love yeah well it's like a lot of people won't allow themselves to feel love at mm-hmm. that capacity because yeah. it's scary and you could get hurt and like what if you lose this person or what if they reject you and like he goes a hundred percent in it's a little reckless to be honest but like on everything he cares about. He's yeah. like, I love you. You're, yeah, you're forever. I mean, you look at the animals like Buckbeak, Norbert, Aragog. Uh, Buckbeak, great character. Who like, these characters that were fucking vicious, they were not meant to be loved by a human of any kind. And he just insists. I also think there's something to be said about, you know, being able to find good and something to love in things that are quote unlovable. Yeah is like a, an amazing amazing thing amazing thing um all right uh 
who were your what was your most unexpected death and your saddest death oh uh i'm trying to think most unexpected because i oh yeah you can't really do that i expected so much at this point but what made you saddest this time i think probably by dumbledore originally was my uh, most unexpected because i fucking probably just didn't understand story plot maybe it was really obvious to some people but like I really thought I was like, oh, okay, you're going to kill Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, watch Dumbledore. Like, I really thought it was going to be like, all right, goodbye, Snape. Goodbye, Draco. It's not fucking happening. Like, I thought it was like, this is going to make a war These break the out. the obvious guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, the arrogance. Astounding. Um, My saddest death. Oh, you know, initially, Dobby. Still a very sad death this mm-hmm. time. Also, Fred Weasley. Yeah. Fred Weasley's death was sadder in the book than the movie, but yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's it sad wasn't to his, lose. It was it was everything that went into his death. It was the fact that they were fighting. It was the fact how he was fighting. It was the fact that Percy came back. He was there with his whole family. It was like, this was the end. This was the triumph at the end, and he didn't make it. Yeah, it was like the big moment, and like the Weasley brothers, in terms of business, are like, you know, notwithstanding the fucking crazy end of life wizard war they're like doing well they found their thing that works it's like he made a crazy dream work with his twin brother and i think the other thing that gets me is that he is a twin brother and then like so my heart is breaking not because he loses his character but it's like twins have a bond we're never gonna understand as people like if you're a twin you walk through life having a mirror yeah what's whether you look alike or not you walk through life you have someone you like and i'm sure there's exceptions but like this person has always been right there for you. Like yeah. this is your like partner in crime, partner in life. They know everything about you. They understand how you feel about things. And like that's, you know, neither of them at the, this point in the series had significant others. And, yeah. you know, they leaned on each other. And they, it's probably part of the reason they didn't have significant others because like, oh, I have got the, I've got my friend. I've got my best friend, Fred. I've got George. So now George is left earless. <laughs> Without his partner. In the movie, he got his ear back. Yeah, they just, they didn't talk about him getting the ear back, but they definitely show a scene where he has both ears. And it's like, okay, really? Um, But yeah, that was that for me. Do you think... Favorite book. Favorite book. um, Final book, last book. No question about it. Can't even compare. I mean, I said it from the beginning, but A Goblet of Fire will always be my favorite book. I just like... Five five or Goblet of... Or um, the uh, Hollows. Yeah. I mean, it's... What's interesting is like even though you know the characters for the last book, it's so unlike the other ones because you're not getting that same structure of we started out going to Hogwarts and then there's the Christmas break. Like it's a whole different fucking book. Yeah. Which is book. cool. I just really loved that tournament. I love the setup of I think I liked getting to see wizards from other countries. You really see more of them. Holy shit. Moki's having a really cute moment. Um, You guys can't see her unless you're on our Patreon. Patreon.com. But she is perched up on our little backdrop. Just being a cutie. And Sam's putting up a sign that I can't see. Oh. Favorite one-off character. Okay. So, yeah. Favorite. Like, one. Really? Like, a one-off, one-off? I'm trying to think. Um, Give me a second. There's some out there. Um, I like... I mean, yeah, how one-off do they need to be? I liked, who was the other guy? Not Barty Crouch, but the fucking drunk uh, former uh, Ludo Bagman, who you don't really see in the movies. I liked yeah, Ludo, Ludo Bagman. Um, yeah, loved him. What are you thinking? 
I'm thinking. Hold on. I like, I don't like him as a, like, I wouldn't want to be around him, but as a character, I liked um, Mundungus Fletcher. Yeah. Because he's this fucking seedy asshole. And the, um, I, I like Ollivander too. I love that how how much he's yeah, I in. Love, I love like he's Ollivander. great at what he does, but he you see a glimpse of uh, at the end, like how much he just really loves wand work uh-huh. and like the importance of wands. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say Rita Skeeter. Uh, I mean, I mean she love to hate her. I think Creature in the book was one of my Winky, favorite. the fucking oh, sad. Winky. Oh my oh. master! Yeah, and just like Winky. drunk, so slob. such a fun character, absolute slob. Um, uh, v- Victor Crumb was an interesting. He's fine, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I liked Madame Maxime. I like that she was kind of a boss ass bitch. Uh, what about Cedric? Eh, whatever. I like the actor that played him. I'm glad he went on to fucking keep being Talk in hot world. younger adult, young adult fantasy movies. Um, shout out to Twilight. We'll get to you eventually, whether people like it or not. Um, uh, let's talk Hogsmeade. So where do you want it? Cause we're going to actually get to go to Hogsmeade. We're just fucking cool. The favorite place, my favorite place that I can't wait to go, honestly, more than anything is Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah. Where do you, what do you want to do there? You go to Diagon Alley. I want to go to the, the wand shop. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's kind of cool. That's fucking, you can, you can, and you can get a wand. It's fucking yeah. so rad. I mean, shout out to, uh, our editor, Gene. Um, he got me a Snape wand. As that, a as a closing gift, as a closing the series gift, which is really cool. Uh fucking, it's I can't wait for you to see it. There's I that can, they've wait. got the um. Where would you go, by the way? What is? Oh, you've been to all of these places. Flourish so. and Blots is the candy store, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, no, Flourish and Blots in Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah. Just wait till you go in. This, it's like dream candy store. Yeah. And it's like, I don't fucking like candy that much, but like you go in there and you're like chocolate. You're like, well, I guess I like candy now. Jelly, uh, every flavored beans. And it's fucking cool. And then I just like going and getting, you know what I wish? I don't, maybe they do have this. Someone in the chat, let me know, but they don't actually, I wish they had like an actual three broomsticks where you can fucking hang and have a drink. And maybe they do. And I'm forgetting. Maybe. Yeah. But like butter beer is so good. It's like butterscotch flavored beverage. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, someone in the chat said they're looking forward to Twilight. So thank you. Uh, yeah, it's all so cool. It's just, fu- I mean, it's God, magical. I it's, I'm truly, truly, truly cannot wait. Um, if you were going to be a teacher at Hogwarts, what position would you want? What class would you want to teach? What what would you hope that would be your specialty? Like, what do you think that you'd have the most interest in? Oh my god, there is a three broomsticks and a leaky cauldron. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited! You guys, you can be invited to the tour. I mean, to the trip. Oh, uh, if, I, if we're going to teach Patreon. care of magical creatures, care of magical creatures, yeah. that makes the most sense. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, it, were there any life lessons? You any favorite life lessons that you taught? You were taught. By this book? Um, Yeah. yeah, uh, If you love someone, hold on to them till death. And even if they end up with someone else, stay alone and hold on to that love till you die. That's what you got out of this? Mm -hmm. The dog literally just growled. It was like... Um, And then my other lesson is... um, 
I don't know. I guess Luna Lovegood, I think, is just like such a great example of just like love everyone. Even if if someone hurts you, just try to love them. Yeah. Do the right thing and like do what's best. Sometimes uh, what's good for the group isn't always easy for you as an individual. And I think that's an important lesson that we get out of this. Would you say that's your important lesson that you took away from this? Um, I think my important lesson is always blow the owner of the joke shop when you have a chance because you never know when he's going to die in a battle. No. um, I mean, I can see it in your eyes. I think one of my favorite lessons is uh, to not, don't fear death. Don't you can't you can't enjoy your life if you spend it being afraid of it coming to an end mm-hmm. because death is inevitable. So if learning to not focus on being afraid of death and spending that time experiencing life and appreciating what you have is just a great lesson. I think that's important. Yeah, it's a good thing I don't fear death. The lesson the lesson of Dumbledore, you know, taught Harry in book two when Harry's like, but I'm so much like Dumbledore, and he's like Voldemort. No, no. So much like Voldemort. Some people never learn lessons. Um, uh, you know, it's Dumbledore was like, you know, who you are is who you choose to be. Yeah, because like, he's can like be as much like Voldemort as you want, but but you have a choice. Like, yeah. and I think that's also an important thing because you look at life, and I I think a lot of people, it's not a stress to say people are afraid of you know turning out like the people around them, the people that raised them, and like, is it inevitable that I'm gonna end up you know being just like this person who failed, who was miserable, who was abusive, who had a had a problem with xyz and it's like no you you have a lot of control over your destiny you control your destiny yeah um also happiness can be found in the darkest of places just remember to turn on the light sometimes you just fucking you just need a fucking light switch you just need a deluminator change the light bulb for fuck's sakes um and someone in our chat by the way just said i still think psalm is what Nicole and JMS have named their shared voice in their head. <laughs> There's no, there was never a producer song. It's no, always never been existed. us. <sighs> well, I feel like that's, yeah, it's the choices you make that make you who you are. Good summation I'm of that. Craig. There's anything else I wanted to say about this Harry Potter experience. I'm so glad I found Harry Potter. Me too. It's like, it just really is. It will forever and always be a huge part of my life. Yeah. I, uh, I'm glad we were able to do this. I'm glad you agreed to do it. Some people would have been closed off to it. I think it's been an interesting, uh, interesting journey. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like kind of sad right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually just really highlighting, uh, how little I've ever finished anything (laughs) in my entire, uh, creative journey. I've never, I've never felt like, which is so funny because it's like, I didn't, it's not like I, I fucking wrote the book, but like, With comedy, you know, it's like you put things out there. Maybe you have a set, you do an album, whatever. You do a special. But, like, there's always, it always feels like you can take something and it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is like, all right. It's like a goodbye. Yeah, it really is. It's, you know, and it's it's interesting that you're, like, moving out now. It's like we finished this. I used you to get to your home just for my Harry Potter lair. Yeah, but no, it like, is like a weird like, transition. It's weird all, and it's, I mean, you know... It's crazy that like, you know, it's coming to a close and you living here is coming to a close. It's just. Well, what's crazy is because me living here was such a like random turn of events. Like, I don't think it would have happened if 2020 hadn't happened the way it did. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had a roommate leave and like what, you know, but 
who knows where what the future holds with this podcast and like we're doing indiana jones we're gonna do marvel we're gonna do so much more but like it's interesting like especially with all the themes around like death and being the masters of death in this book and like the idea of like growing old like you see them in the epilogue 19 years later is like there's gonna be a time in our lives where we like look back on like 2020 People like remember 2020, and this is gonna be like a little highlight of like, man, that's when we did Harry Potter. People are gonna be like, what did you do during that year? I mean, reading Harry Potter and doing a podcast about Harry Potter is probably the biggest part of this whole. It's definitely the brightest part. Like a thousand percent. There's been so much shit happening globally, individually, and like it was such a shit year for so many people. And then we're gonna go, man, wasn't it like fucking really great that we figured out to do that and mm-hmm. got to have that little life raft float yeah. us through to to the next year yeah and we got to have like friends join us i mean we had fucking sam join us because he just fucking loved this like podcast he like jumped on he exists patrons patreon you guys came out of this we have a whole fucking yeah. community we've got gene our editor who like came on board and it just became this fucking cool Thing. And I also feel like it became this really cool opportunity for you and I, you know, it's like before, before all of this, we were doing, um, you know, we were going on stage together. Yeah. We had just uh, started like fucking around at late night at the store. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, let's, let's craft something together. And I feel like this like gave us an opportunity to like, I was saying, I was telling Jessica Michelle this the other day, like we did, uh, what podcast were we doing? Oh, Doug loves movies. Doug loves movies. So there's, fun. there's this moment, there are moments where like, I know, I know every joke Jessica Michelle has. I know not every joke, but like, I know her set. Like I've watched her do comedy a lot. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, obviously people who are listening to this, you know, we have good, you know, comedic chemistry, but there was a moment when we were doing Doug loves movies where like, I am now able to just like, look at Jessica Michelle and like, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but for some reason I'm like, not I, at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, it's this weird thing where I look at her and I'm like, I know where she's going to go with this. I know when she's going to come in with a joke. Like I, yeah, it's like you, it's like we have this cohesive, like give and take. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's been cool to like grow that, that muscle of being able to like strengthen that comedic timing. Cause it's yeah. been fun. Like getting yeah. to like, one up each other's jokes like to me it's like the equivalent of like an assist you know like yeah it's really stupid to equate it to sports especially fucking because it's not this audience but like it there's moments where it feels like i don't know if there's any basketball fans out there but like an alley alley oop yeah where one person throws it up and the other person comes up and just fucking dunks and you're like yeah Yeah! fuck we did it Uh!" yeah there are definite there are definite um alley oop dunk moments um um i want to shout out some of the the patrons in the chat right now, Alistair just said, he said, this was so great. I remember how happy I was when I found the show and I can't wait for Indian beyond. Greg said, I'll never forget those late night zoom readings. Oh, dude, staying up and just fucking reading the book and doing crazy, silly voices. Dude, do you, do you remember when we did the thing where we were like the New York? Oh, where we would draw an accent from the sorting hat. And then we'd be like, all right, this chapter, we're just going to be from New York. You guys, this was Patreon only, but we were doing full readings of the book and we'd just be like different voices. So it was like through. all New York fucking like, Hey, where you going, kid? <laughs> Listen, Harry Potter, this isn't for you. Harry, I told you not to be in the halls after midnight. Why are you out in the halls after it's nighttime? Don't mess with Mr. Filch. Just he's, fucking. He's a real crab apple. Full blown chewing up yeah. Hogwarts. Hogwarts teens. 
Uh, dude, uh, Eric, our other patron, because we're taking a trip to Universal Studios. We have a patron. You guys, he's going to board a plane for the first time in his fucking life. He has never been on a plane. That's so fucking cool. Eric, what's it, where, what city will you be flying out of? Maybe we should route through there so we can make sure Eric's okay. <laughs> yeah, are you going to get up to the gate and be like, <gasps> just melts down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Eric, we will try to uh, route our flight through your through your city so we can. He's I, he's we all in have to fucking make sure Eric gets on the plane because <laughs> everyone we have to drive to Roanoke. I assume. I think he's in like the Virginia, the Western Virginia area. Yeah. As a unit, we all have to help Eric. Yeah, get the plane. We're, all, we're all. Let's just all end up in DC and then we'll go from there. Roanoke. Roanoke. I I'll tell you this. I've flown out of Roanoke. Great flights. Very easy. Very mm-hmm. simple. Great pilots. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's also very short to Orlando. That's literally I flew from Tampa to Roanoke. It's boop and you're done. It's a little nap or you have a little little drink on the plane, little Coca Cola, whatever. Take a pill, Eric. Take a pill. You'll Don't be listen fine. to Nicole. She'll she'll give you a pill for everything. Uh, I like Andre said he doesn't feel like the podcast really changed. We just now have a uh, a purpose for our ranting and screaming. What? We, have, we had no purpose before. We have a direction for our screaming. <laughs> um. Uh- Although I do really miss not afraid to fly. just never had an occasion to fly. Well, fuck yeah, Eric. That is awesome. I um, am all right, honored. So we're not worried about Eric anymore. All right. Okay. Thank God. Cause Good, it fine. would be really expensive for us to go into Roanoke. And yeah. Have Cause to that go. is flying into the DC it's, area or Virginia at all. Is very, oh, it's, very it's not DC. Go. It's smaller. It's oh. beautiful. Gorgeous. Flying area. Into DC is a very pricey ticket. Her, perhaps one day we will route a tour through there and you can come to a live show, but uh. Fuck. It's just been, it's been cool. Thank you to everyone who has been on the yeah. Harry Potter drink. This is not the end of the whole podcast. Don't panic. But it is the end of, of an Harry era. Potter. Yeah. It's the end of an era. And we hope you will join us. This is the end of season two, officially. Yeah. And season one doesn't exist anywhere right now. It's hidden. So technically, uh, it's the end of season one. Uh, it will eventually, those archived episodes. I should, I've been talking about putting them up on Patreon forever and I just haven't. I'm going to do that. You I guys, when that. we post about this episode please in the comments wherever you are leave a comment now guys i don't need to worry about spoilers anymore so um uh tweet at us you know leave a comment on instagram leave a comment in the facebook group um you know tell us what who your top five characters were uh tell us you know your biggest surprise death uh your saddest death you know now that we can all talk about this there's just so much to find out you know yeah uh i'm just fucking i was trying to look up the, a quote and i wasn't fast enough oh dumbledore's quote from the first um from the first book it doesn't make sense as a quote for this it was, it was gonna be after all to the well-organized mind death is but the next great adventure <laughs> but like, that's just yeah, the mean, end of this listen, listen the point is we hope you'll join us on our next adventures um you know one day our timeline will be filled with tons of series for you to choose from but thank you for sticking uh with us through our very first series. Uh, we love you guys. And uh, we uh, have graduated, so we're being thrown out of the Ravenclaw common room. We're not those weird older students who are loitering. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's we're time to go. We're, we're off to Marshall College to join the uh, Department of Archaeology. We'll uh, see you there. Bye, guys. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>